Welcome back, my friends. We are the Smarky Geeks. I am Frankie. Fuck the Fed de Jesus. And you are listening to episode 127 of the Smarky Geeks, aka the my solo episodes where I it's a little something I call pillar to pod, uh, which is usually a um, AW centric show because uh, we will be talking about uh, will we bleh, we will be doing a preview of Dynamite later to, uh, to at the end of this show. But as always, let's get the contact information. You can reach the show at www.thesmartygeeks.com. Call hotline number at. No, I'm sorry. No hotline number. I keep forgetting we don't have a hotline number anymore. Um, but yeah, if you want to send us a voicemail, just uh, uh, make a voice uh, audio MP3 on your phone. Send it to us, and uh, we'll put it on the show. Ask us a question, review, be part of the show. Um, uh, you can subscribe to us on our Twitter's at Smarky Geeks, at Frankie Dessus, at the John Terriano. Uh, subscribe to us on our Facebook group, my favorite place to be online. Uh, subscribe to us on Instagram at the Smarky Geeks. And as always, let's get on with the show. Uh, this will probably be a quick episode. I'm just go through some of the news bits uh, and then the, the preview. Uh, so the rundown of this episode of Pillar to Pod, uh, we're going to talk about the, the big news with Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Um, going on with that. Booker T comments on Cole and Sasha Banks, uh, and uh, uh, and some ratings talk, of course, uh, and uh, and of course we will do a preview of tonight's Dynamite uh, this day, June twenty second, uh, twenty I almost said nineteen, twenty twenty two, and uh, our show. I'm sorry, I am driving. As always with these Politopod episodes, I am driving home after work and uh, just shooting the shit about wrestling with you guys. But yeah, let's talk about Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Vincent Kennedy McMahon is on under fire uh, legally because he is uh, basically revealed allegedly to be uh, paying uh, people, a uh, woman, uh, upwards to $3 million, particularly for one woman, uh, hush money, uh, to be quiet about their affair, and, or affairs, or the other woman, their NDA, it's just him, and also John Laurinaitis got involved in this, and, uh, so he's under fire, there's an investigation by WWE, uh, chair, the chair, the, the board, Doing a, an investigation on Vincent McMahon, and uh, yeah, I would say it does not look good for McMahon. 
uh, it, it, it looks worse for Laurinaitis. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, it doesn't look all that well for Vincent. Uh, we'll see. I, I, I don't... I don't have the high hopes that he's going to be done with the company and done running things um, due to this investigation he has stepped down as CEO uh, of the company they've put in uh, Stephanie McMahon his daughter uh, his daughter who, who, who when she left to take a break from her job they lambasted her in that article. It was the Business Insider where they just talked like she, she wasn't doing shit right and she wasn't um, successful. And that's why she left her role. Now they bring her back to be in charge of everything. To be this, the quote-unquote CEO. Yikes. And, uh, and so Vince stepped down and he's still head of creative. Um... <laughs> so he's still in charge. Uh, John Laurinaitis has been forced uh, into administrative leave um, due to the investigation. Uh, replaced with Bruce Pritchard. Yes, Bruce Pritchard is in charge of the talent relations. Which just tells me Vince is still in charge. <laughs> That uh, he's in charge of creative. He's in tar- charge of the talent. He's in charge. Like to me, it just says that Stephanie's just uh, what's it called? Like the queen, like the queen of England. Like they're not in charge. The king and queen. It's the prime minister. What's it called? Uh, figurehead. It's just a figurehead. Um. So that, that's what that tells me. So, and then SmackDown last week. It is announced after all of this was going down and announced. They announced that Vincent McMahon was going to make an appearance on SmackDown. And he did. <laughs> he did make an appearance for 30 whole seconds. Not talking about anything. He came on SmackDown, talked about the the entrance signature, WWE signature that opens up all WWE shows, the, the then, now, forever, together shit. And, uh, and then bounced. That was his whole fucking appearance on the show. And uh, that show <laughs> did a lot of viewers. Uh, I think the whole show uh, averaged uh, 2.3 million. I don't got the numbers. I'm driving. But I think that it's 2.3 million. This is the ratings talk I'm putting up here. But there's uh, 2.3 million. And I think the, the main event, 
part of the main event plus the, the Brock Lesnar appearance um, garnered uh, 2.5 million views. That's a great fucking um, uh, viewership number. And uh, they also got a great demo. I, I want to say it was 0.57. I could be wrong on that. I don't know. But it was a great demo number for sure. Um, number one on everything, I think. On broadcast, cable. So, yeah, it did good. Uh, a lot of people want to put this on Roman. Don't get me wrong. I think Roman is a draw for sure. But I think it was Vince that got him there. And um, and then they kept it. Also, the match was very good. And built very good. The people wanted to see history. Um, so partially, I think that's also more on Riddle. People wanted Riddle to win. I don't think that would have been a good idea for Riddle as the champion uh, when he kind of faced the same type of case himself as uh, Vince not too long ago it'd be in bad optics but I think that is what people wanted to see and probably people would have just accepted it because look at the if you saw the crowd on, on Smackdown and on Raw he appeared on Raw this week um, they just worship him Watching SmackDown and Raw, it, it felt like uh, like a Trump rally, you know. Like Vince could do anything, and they will st- still be drones for this guy, you know. And they will cheer and bow and, and <laughs> to this guy, and it, it's weird. It's weird, fucking. Uh, I know the, the popular thing to say is drones. But that's a weird behavior, man. Like, for any for any fandom. But, the, but this this is what's in the news. This dude. Uh, and he comes in. Make no mistake. This is why he came out. Was so he can be cheered. And applauded. And looked up to. You know? Because that was... That was a message to to the haters, me, and, and other haters out there, uh, and to the people who, with the, who have the NDAs, the people who are even thinking about talking. Uh, like that was a message. Like, sh- yeah, keep your fucking mouth shut, cause I am the king. You know, and you better come correct if you're gonna take a shot at me. You know. That was a, a blatant message to shut them the fuck up. You know? And also, it was a, a cheap ploy to get ratings. And it worked. It worked. It was, um... Sleazy as fuck. And they did it again on Monday, but it, it's sleazy as fuck shit. Um... But yeah, that's uh, VKM. And then he appears on Monday on Raw. I don't know where. Does the same shit where he comes out. And then this time he comes out and he just talks about 
making the announcement that John Cena is going to return next week, which we we already knew. We knew this already. It's been announced. We they've been talking about it throughout the entire show and weeks from weeks before. And then he bounces. Uh, almost literally bounces. He almost fell. I, I think he almost fell when coming into the ring. And then he literally jumped. I guess to prove. Because he, he can't have embarrassment. He can't. You know. So when he's leaving. He jumps off the like second or third step. To show that he's still agile. As an old fuck. You know. He's shoving it in our faces. And particularly their faces. The people with the NDAs. The people who are even trying to think about coming in. That's sleazy shit, man. And that, listen, I hope he gets taken down. I do. I don't think it's going to happen, though. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, obviously, and then, of course, Raw did a, another good rating because of because of this guy. Um, but, yeah. SmackDown did a great rating, primarily because of Vince. Um, and the fact that people wanted to see history, and I, and the, that match was really good too. The the Roman and Riddle match, they did a great job. They fucked it up for Riddle. The, 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 the a few days later, when he just gets squashed by uh, almost whatever his name is, uh, almost like literally just squashed. <laughs> I went for uh, what was it? Uh, money in the bank. Money in the bank. Um, qualifying match and he gets squashed by almost after taking Roman Reigns to the literal fucking limit on Smackdown he gets squashed by almost I don't understand this company I just don't but uh but yeah uh, and, and I think they're setting up with something between him and Riddle. Um, between Riddle and um, uh, Seth Rollins. Seth fucking Rollins. Um, but yeah. That's the that's BKM. Uh, let's move on. Uh, uh, more AW related type of situation here is uh, Booker T had comments about Adam Cole. And uh, I don't know if it was on the same show, but it was, uh, he also had comments on uh, Sasha Banks. Talk about Adam Cole real quick. Uh, essentially, his uh, comments on Cole was that um, he, Cole needs to um, get some muscle if he wants to be successful in this company, in this um, wrestling world. And I. Uh, as with a lot of these old heads that are against AEW and for WWE, they're shills. And uh, he's not, he works for WWE. That's his company. And he's not going to say good shit about other wrestlers unless it pertains to WWE. Okay? Because where was all of this uh, criticism on Adam Cole's um physique when Adam Cole was WWE He's, Adam Cole has never changed okay you know this is the way his body has always been 
and that's the way he's always because that's I, I talked about it before I think um, I don't even think it was on ours thing. I think it was on Raph posted it somewhere else or on Raph Sands a great contributor to the show um, uh, uh, go listen no apologies go listen to um, Dream Team podcast uh, if you're into basketball um, but yeah uh, Raphael Sands he's a great contributor he He's a great at starting conversations. And uh, I think on his own page, Facebook page, he posted about this. And I think I had a comment. Um, Adam Cole in the Indies was over. That's what, that's wrestling. You're, in wrestling, you're paid to be over. You know? Not paid to be an Adonis, unless you're WWE. You're not paid to be an Adonis. You're paid to get over. Get them over with the crowd. And Adam Cole has always been over. He's been over with the Indies. He's been over with ROH. He's been over with NXT. He's been over in that one cup of coffee he took at SmackDown. He was over. And now he's over with AEW. You know? That's the problem, I think, with a lot of people. Not everyone. But I think a lot of people have a problem with him being in AEW and not WWE. Granted, they would not have a problem with it if uh, he was fucking chopped off his hair and became a fucking manager for Keith Lee. Uh, but this guy's over here kicking ass, being a top draw for AEW. <laughs> They got a problem with it. They got a problem with it. Uh, wrestling. This isn't the late 90s and early 2000s. Wrestling isn't a body sport anymore. It's more like an actual fight type of situation where not everyone in boxing looks like Adonis. Not everyone in um, uh, MMA look fucking like cut. A lot of them do, sure. But not all of them. Okay, uh, what's her face? What's her face? Ronda Rousey wasn't like some cut. She's beautiful, but yeah, she's not all fucking like cut and fucking thin and shit like that with big titties and shit like that. No, she's her. You know that's more realistic than having fucking He-Man dolls do wrestling. That's not what it is anymore. You know, nor was it really ever. I think it's just the type of image that WWE wanted, Vince wanted. You know? That's what he currently wants. But everywhere else, that's not the case. And I think a lot of people have that WWE uh, isms in their head. Like, this is, this is what pro wrestling is. When WWE themselves tell you that they are not pro wrestling. You know? So it's... I guess that should be your point of interest. Is what you, you, are you want? Do you want to watch pro wrestling? You just want to watch whatever it is WWE is giving you. That's fine either way. It's just Adam Cole is over. You know, and that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. He's over. That's it. Period. Um. The other thing Booker T talked about about Sasha Banks. What the fuck you say about Sasha? 
Oh, that she shouldn't go to AEW. She shouldn't go to AEW. If, if she doesn't stay with the company, she shouldn't go to AEW. That, or that she should stay with WWE or some shit like that. Like, how much is this dude gonna show for WWE? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, uh, I don't know. What the fuck you want her to do? You want her to stay with WWE? Take a pay cut? Because you know they would do that to fucking punish her. And then never be seen again? Is that, is that what she's supposed to do? No. She's gonna go where she can get the bank. No pun intended. Uh, she's gonna go where she can get the bag. And right now, that's AEW. My my question is: is what the, what does she want? And that's something only she can answer. Um, I would think if she's more into money, like I people like to throw out the oh she could go to Hollywood. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Just because she was in um. Mandalorian for a cup of coffee, like, like that's like she's a fucking Hollywood star now. Like I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, I, it could happen. That could be in the future for her, but I don't think that's something that she can bet on right now. You know? Uh, I do feel like she, if, because her behavior in wrestling, like. The, the way she is with wrestling in WWE anyway has been very mixed uh, as if you look at how she does things like like her entrance her interest like there are times where I see her in wrestling and you can see her just being a sports entertainer she's a WWE girl she's gonna do whatever and, it's, and just sleep through matches sometimes and then sometimes you can tell that she, like, she fucking cares right um this whole situation for one is a like a big uh, example like the fact that she wanted respect on the tag team the tag titles names you know that takes a passion for this sport to do that right and she fought hard for those tag titles before when she was champion and Bailey was champion. And then they together they were both tag champions. You know, she wanted those titles to be defended everywhere. They did, they were. They were defended on SmackDown and Raw and NXT even. She brought them all around because that's what Sasha wanted. You know, so she you could tell she has a passion. You know? She went on her one of her breaks when she stepped away from WWE the first time. She went to Japan, I believe with Sendai Girls or Gaia. I, I, Sendai, I think it was Sendai Girls. Yeah, because that was um, Mako's company that she was the booker of, right? Am I right? I don't know. Yeah, I think it was Sendai Girls. And, and she trained. She didn't appear on any shows as far as I know. She just trained. And then you know, and, and, and then back in America, she trained with um, with uh, Hog, Amazing Reds company, or Amazing Reds um, promotion school. You know, Hog, it's a, it's a local um, 
promotion uh, in Queens located uh, House of Glory it's a great show John and I go to them all the time uh, if you're ever in New York or an area definitely look up Hawk um, Amazing Red it's amazing no pun intended I love the dude but um, yeah she went there to their school to train you know, and again, I don't think she appeared on any of his shows or anything like that. She just went there to train under Amazing Red. That's, you know, like, like she has a passion for this. You know, her mentors are Mako Sanamara, Amazing Red, you know. Triple H, I'm sure. So, like, there's a part of her that you can tell has a passion for this industry, for this sport. So, if that passion and that drive takes over, I can see her wanting to leave America and go to stardom and do something over there. Um, yeah. But the thing is that the, the silver lining of going to AEW, though, is that um, she would have that would be an option the world is opening up you know it's easier to go back and forth back and forth from Japan to America now so if AEW comes with a bag she, I'm sure she can fight for it to be in her contract like during these dates I want to go to Japan help me get to Japan hook me up with Tokyo Joshi Pro or or Stardom, preferably Stardom. I know I'd love Tokyo Joshi Pro, don't get me wrong, but Stardom is awesome. Um, and, and so she can do dates over there, a tournament over there, you know. And that's what I see. Like if that for her choices, if she has a passion for it, I think AW would be the thing that can fill that passion for her. Um, otherwise, she can go and do other things, you know. The one thing I was concerned about this whole Sasha, listen, uh, uh, Booker T, I'm, I'm done with. Go, he can go fuck himself. Um, the one thing I'm concerned about Sasha and this whole situation is, what about Naomi? Like, like no one's talking about Naomi. Um, Trinity Fatu, like, she should, like, I, like we don't know what her situation is and what's going on with her get the reports on Sasha Banks but I want reports on Naomi like to me I like I don't I don't think Naomi's more over than Sasha or anything like that but she should be in the same breath when talking about Sasha Banks and no one's talking about her and again it's all about what her passion is does she want to wrestle anymore if she does of course AEW is where she'll get the bag you know, she'll be over. And uh, but you know, but I can see her going anywhere. She can go to Impact and make an impact over there. No pun intended, sir. Um, but yeah, but uh, yeah, that's Naomi. All right, I think we talked about all the news and all that good stuff. Let's talk about this AEW Dynamite. It's gonna be an exciting Dynamite tonight, uh, June. Uh, 22nd, 2022. Uh, and uh, let's get let's go through the the card. 
Uh, again, I, I, I never know what the order is. I don't think they released the order of the car, but they released the matches. Well, most of them. Uh, sometimes there's like a match missing or some such um, that I don't go over. But uh, but as released as of today, we have uh, Chris Jericho with Lance Archer versus Moxley, John Moxley and uh, Tanahashi or Tanahashi. Uh, it's gonna be probably a great match, fun match. Um, gonna put Moxley and Tanahashi over on that to build the, the, the main event of Forbidden Door. This is a Forbidden Door situation, so that should be good. Uh, we also have another, we have a six man with uh, Will Ospreay and Aussie Open versus Orange Cassidy and Rapungi Vice. So it's basically the United Kingdom versus Chaos here. Um, this was an interesting, like they they basically set up last week the Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. That's kind of like a very weird and interesting match to have for Forbidden Door. I think it's gonna be a great fucking match. Um, it's kind of weird, like they just set that up out of nowhere. Um, yeah, so this is going to be more that I say Osprey. I say the United Kingdom is going to go over. Uh, so that way, Osprey goes over. Um, you know, the heel goes over before the, the pay-per-view. Uh, and then uh, we have... Uh, sorry, sorry. And we have uh, Penta Oscuro versus Malachi Black. This is for the All-Atlantic uh, tournament uh, or qualifier because it's going to be a fatal four-way. Uh, unfortunately, it's going to be Black who wins this. Uh, it's going to be a great match. I know it's going to be a great fucking match. Uh, I have voiced my opinion on Malachi Black's character. Uh, in this company, I'm not into the spooky shit. I do feel like they at least kept him grounded and not do too much magical fucking bullshit. But um, I'm not into the lore type shit. And uh, but you say, hey, Malachi Black's gonna have a match. I'm gonna want to watch because it's gonna be an amazing match, hands down. <clears throat> but unfortunately, we do know that Malachi Black is probably gonna be. The one going in uh, because of the whole situation between uh, New Japan, AAA, and CMLL. Uh, unless it was like a red herring thing that they put out there they, just to surprise us and how Skrull goes through, but I don't think so. Um, because that that feud between CMLL and AAA is real and can it has gotten bloody throughout the years. Um, Uh, we're also getting uh, Marina Shafir versus Tony Storm. Uh, this is like the match that I'm least interested in. Uh, Marina Shafir has—they're giving Shafir her shots, man. They're, they're giving her chances, and um, she has not been impressive here. Weirdly, though, on dark. 
AEW Dark, she has been impressive. Um, which is intriguing. Like, so I'm hoping like for this, either either Storm squashes her to to put her over before the Forbidden Door match that she's gonna have with Thunder Rosa. Um, <clears throat> or 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 the AEW Dark Shafira pops up here and we get like a decent match between these two ladies uh, but yeah her Shafir on Dynamite or Rampage has not been good but uh, but on Dark she has been so it's a weird dynamic she has so hopefully she brings out the, that that match because the, the last match on Dark was really good I liked it a lot uh, it was a tag match with her and Rosa uh, against um, oh I forgot their names these monster type girls. They look like girls from um, women from Mad Max. But uh but yeah. Uh then we have uh this one was kind of a weird match. It was kinda of announced after they announced the, the, the previous four. And we're getting Hangman Page versus Silas Young. Uh the last real man in wrestling. Uh he's he's an ROH guy. Uh yeah. This was, this was, I mean, obviously, this is going to be something to set up also. Uh, Adam Page is match for Forbidden Door. If he's going to have a match at Forbidden Door, uh, I suspect a three-way between him, Cole, and um, White. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that, that seems kind of weird. Um, but, listen, Silas Young is a good wrestler. He is a very good um, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, two other things we got to talk about here. We're going to hear from Christian Cage uh, after he turned on Jungle Boy last week after that ladder match between the Bucks. And uh, yeah, we're going to hear from Christian as to why he did it. Oh no. Um,. Sure, that's gonna be a good promo, and then the part the one that's scaring me and uh, is that we're also gonna hear from Brian Danielson and what his future is going to be concerning with Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts. And I, I am nervous, I it feels like injury thing, he's injured, he's gonna be out of Forbidden Door. Blood and guts, and it feels like, uh, man, because the, the 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 match they were building to was Brian Danison versus Zack Saber Jr., which would have been great, but we're not getting that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we will. I don't know, but. I, if you follow the rumor mill, your Brian Alvarez's, your your Dave Meltzer's and shit like that, they are reporting no, that he's definitely out. Hopefully that's a red herring. We get the match that we all want, both of them. But uh, yeah, it's I don't know. I I, I have my hope. I I have my hopes up. That he can make both Forbidden Door 
and uh, Blood and Guts. If he can't make Blood and Guts, they should postpone it. They should just postpone it. Don't do it without him until he's, he's cleared. You know? But, um, yeah. But uh, that's that's uh, AEW Dynamite. Um, can't really do much of a preview for Forbidden Door. I think there's still matches they need to announce. Uh, but we'll do one real quick. Um, uh, uh, of course, we got the main event, which is going to be Moxley versus uh, uh, Tanahashi. Uh, and that's probably going to be a great match. Uh, I'm pretty sure Mox is going to win it, which I don't mind. I think that's going to be great. I would love Tanahashi to win it. Just hold it for a few months until Punk comes back and then they can just run that back again, right? Um, so then, uh, what other match? We, we still don't know what's going on with the IWGP World Heavyweight title match that Jay White holds. Um, so I'm not sure what they're going to do there. If I think... It's going to be Okada. Either they do a fatal four-way. And it's going to be Jay White, Okada, Paige, and Cole. Which I'm sure will be a great fucking match. Or Okada appears here. He challenges Jay White. We have Jay White versus Okada. Um, for the IWG the World heavyweight title, IWGP title at Forbidden Door. Not every match has to be AEW versus WWE. AEW versus uh, New Japan. Um, and that that'll be a great build. I, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, and then we have Adam Cole versus Adam Page again. Um, winner gets the challenge for the IWGP title at a future date or something like that. Uh, I wouldn't mind that. I, the Fatal 4-Way, I'm sure with these guys would be a great Fatal 4-Way. It'll be a fun match to watch. But I always just prefer um, uh, a one-on-one. It's, it's always better to do a one-on-one. Don't get me wrong. Multi-man matches can be awesome. I can enjoy them. But if you give me a choice, I'm always going to want a one-on-one -on -one match between two guys. Um... We have Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. Uh, that's going to be a great match. And uh, I do hope they do. Like, I, it's not necessary. But I really do, do hope they set some stuff up with stardom or something. You know? Have, uh, like, some type of stardom faction appear and then attack one of them or both of them. You know? I think that would be awesome. It would be really cool to see. Um, not necessary. But it would be great fan service for people like me and Jonathan Gordon because he loves it. It's a startup stuff. Um, uh, we are getting... What was the Jericho match? It was Jericho, Minoru Suzuki, and, and I forget the third guy on his team versus Yuda, uh, Shoto Umino, and Eddie Kingston um, in a six-way uh, that's probably just gonna be fun ramp, you know, wanton destruction there. Uh, we're also getting the All Atlantic uh, Fatal Four Way, which is gonna be 
Pac, Mero, Malachi Black, and uh, Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, that's probably gonna be again. It's a fatal four way. It's not my type, not my cup of a match, but those four guys in one ring is gonna be fucking awesome. So I'm gonna enjoy that. Um, but yeah, that's. I think that's all I got for now. I heard that they they are they they already planned other matches out. I don't think they announced them yet. Um, if you're in the know, they probably those in the know probably know what the matches are, of course. But um, I'm trying to think, was there anything else that they announced for Forbidden Door? I don't think Cargo. That's a shame. They should have Cargo on there in some form, but they, I don't think they've set anything up for her. For Forbidden Door. Um, and they haven't set anything up for the Bucks yet either. Um, for the, the tag titles. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Another thing that I'm pretty sure... Yeah, they did announce the... We're having a three-way tag match between uh, FTR... Um, United Empire, which is going to be um, Jeff Cobb and um, the Great Ocon, who have the IWGP tag titles, and Rapungi Vice for a winner take all for, the, I think it's the Ring of Honor tag titles and uh, the IWGP tag titles. So it's going to be winner. Rapungi Vice seems to have not been put in there as a. Uh, Pin draw, um, uh, pin takers here. So that would be kind of would be really cool for FTR to win it uh, and become what six star FTR or some such. Um, but yeah, can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. Um, yeah, that's the show. Have a week. Peace to sweet. <laughs>